Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm senior contributor Jeff Heilman down here in Washington, D.C. in the offices of Destination D.C. with a true leader of the industry, Elliot Ferguson, who is president and CEO of Destination D.C. and as of this year, also national chair for the U.S. Travel Association. So, Elliot, always a pleasure to see you. Thank you for having me today. Thanks, Jeff, for coming down. Thank you, sir. So, a lot happening in our nation's capital. Uh, let's talk first about this great sales positioning strategy you have at the Bureau, Connected Capital. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our goal with meetings is to not necessarily just talk about how great DC is as a destination, talk about our infrastructure, which by the way, we still do that in terms of our hotels, our convention center, ease of getting around the city. But we're also looking at ways of determining what our city from an economic development perspective is working on. What types of industry are they looking to attract to Washington DC? And from our perspective, how can we utilize some of what they're doing to help us to attract certain types of meetings to the city. We know that uh, there'll never be a manufacturing plant built in Washington, and I'm totally fine with that. But as we're looking at other types of industry, including what's happening with with Amazon across the river, uh, pharma, high tech, and other types of industry that the city is attracting, how can we utilize those talents that are either here already or that are looking to move to Washington, D.C. to give ideas to meeting planners as to speakers in which they can use, as well as um, just ways in which they can utilize what we have here as resources as a part of their meeting. Right, so this is a a sector-driven strategy when you start out with four specific areas, which include education, medical, biotech, pharma. You've since added three new sectors to the play. Right, absolutely, and those sectors allow us to, well, again, those sectors are in place simply because that's what exists in Washington, D.C. as a destination. So as we're looking at the resources that we have here, uh, specifically the ones that you mentioned and the ones in which we're focusing on in in the future, we're teaming them up with types of association business, corporate business that we want to have to meet in Washington, D.C. We love all meetings, but let's just face it, there are certain types of meetings that we, we target and we see through these particular sectors that there are opportunities for us to book those meetings in our city. All right, so this is, this is a strategy, and I know Skift has talked about it, others, that you become the absolute single source of expertise within the marketplace. You become the connector, the facilitator. And so with the three new sectors, which are sustainability, government advocacy, and the third is transportation. And these are big plays. You're going right to the hotbed of what is here in terms of think tank policy. You've got more LEED certified buildings here in DC than anywhere else in the country. You're leveraging your knowledge to the ultimate for the meeting planner and the delegate. Right, I could not have put it better myself. I think the key thing for us is how do we get the planner to, instead of come in and say, what are the new things in which we want to add as a part of our program, talk to experts that are in our own backyard, perhaps uh, uncover something that may not necessarily be uh, on their radar um, that is here in Washington, D.C. The benefit for them is that they're getting new tracks in which they can introduce as part of their um, their, their meetings in Washington, D.C. They're also coincidentally saving money because you don't have to fly uh, meter, uh, you don't have to fly speakers in from other destinations, and they're they're working directly with us, again, to make sure that they have a great experience in Washington, which we still keep our eye on that, but we're also assisting them in making sure that they can utilize the resources and know that these resources are in their backyard. So the return on investment for us, they have a great meeting, and equally as much, they want to come back to D.C. because of the partnership that they had with us. So there are those that understand that very well. There are those that have yet to bring a meeting here. Do you still, Elliot, confront perceptions of Washington, D.C.? 
as uh, of its one personality as the seat of government. And people that don't actually understand this is a wonderfully hospitality-driven small southern town. Yeah, especially, uh, the answer is yes, yes. Um, especially as it pertains to the meetings market, um, specifically the international meetings market. The fortunate thing for us domestically is that in most cases, the associations that are either in our backyard or those groups that meet here, they come to Washington on a regular basis. The disconnect is that they could fly into Washington, attend the meeting, stay in a hotel, and then leave and never connect with all the other things we have to offer as a destination. As a DMO, we're one of the few that, um, through Connected Capital, are actually looking at ways in which we can not only um, focus on the experience of being in Washington, you know, not only the, the resources that we have here, again, infrastructure, nonstop flights, the fact that Metro will go out to the Silver, the silver Line will go out to Dallas um, by the uh, beginning of next year, right. but also ways in which we can sit down with them and figure out how we can market DC as a destination um, for those who may not have been here before, especially from an international perspective. And the, the, the key thing for them is that they usually don't expect the convention bureau or the DMO to actually think about their program and to think about ways in which they can interface with us. A good example, American Geophysical Union met in Washington, D.C. for the first time in 40 years in December of last year headquartered in Washington, always met in San Francisco. Uh, thank goodness the San Francisco Center in Moscone was undergoing an expansion, which gave us an opportunity. They met in New Orleans uh, in 2017. They came in DC 2018. Right. We put in front of them some key uh, individuals within our community that specifically focus on things tied to their industry. And the feedback that, they, that we received, one, they had 28,000 attendees in Washington. They didn't use any shuttle at all. Uh, so therefore, they saved a lot of money there. Wow. Uh, being here in Washington, D.C., they saved a lot of money by not having to send a lot of people out of the city. But the most important thing was is that they had no idea that they had, through us, access to so many amazing resources in terms of the talent that's here. And that helped them to expand their program in 2018. And as they're looking at coming back in the future, um, that's now a part of what they're doing and, and working with these individuals to, to take them as they're going back to other cities in the future. So that's the key thing for us, partnership with these associations, with these corporations, to make sure they know how to truly maximize what DC has to offer. And once that meeting is over, Elliot, and one thing that your leadership has achieved here, this is a $7.5 billion tourism industry here, employing about 75,000 people. So guess what? D okay, sorry, we, we, we can fix that. Um, it's got a, a dynamic food scene. Jose Andres, Think Food Group is here. That's one of his bases. The Smithsonian Museums are world-class and most free admission. So the, the meeting is done. The agenda builders are numerous and inspiring. No, you're absolutely right. And I think the key thing for us is that, you know, as we also benefit from the fact that the federal government is headquartered here, um, we also have to deal with the stigma of D.C. being a dull government town. As the international community thinks of uh, the capital cities in their countries, one that comes to mind, Brazil, Sao Paulo, and Rio is where normally people will go. No one goes to Brasilia, no disrespect to anyone from Brasilia, but their perception is that Washington as a nation's capital, as a capital city, 
is similar to the capital in their country. So coming here, um, experiencing the three M's, monuments, memorials, and museums, the fact that the value add is that 16 museums with the Smithsonian family are free of charge, including the zoo, and then you add on nightlife, theater, retail, shopping, the fact that Michelin uh, afforded us our Michelin guide, which we didn't have to pay for. They looked at the resources in, the, in terms of the amazing restaurants that we have here, and they re, they basically reaffirmed what we've been saying all along in terms of the great food scene here. Um, so we're able to hit on all the key things that are important to not only meetings that are coming to the city, but also to the leisure market that's looking at coming into a destination. And the value added for us is that if you're coming for a meeting, bringing your family, and they're out and about in the city doing all these amazing free things, all you're paying for would be your your accommodations, of course, your meals, and all the other great shopping that we hope you'll do while you're in Washington. Absolutely. So laurels galore, but nobody's sitting still here. There's a massive wave of investment that is transforming uh, uh, leisure, tourism, and meeting products all around the city. Projects like the Wharf, for instance. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the key thing for most people that have come to Washington, if, I, if I'm out of Washington, if I'm in New York and say, when's the last time you're in DC? And they say 2015. So you need to come back and check out what's happening. You know, the wharf has totally transformed the Southwest waterfront in Washington, DC. I moved here about 18 years ago, never understood why our city did not invest more in, in our waterfront. Uh, as most cities, that's the first thing they want to develop. Right. Um, but that was not the case here. And now you're seeing uh, a lot of development, specifically in Southwest, um, started um, in the Southeast corridor with the baseball stadium and what's happened there. The new soccer stadium opened in Southwest, not even not even a half a mile from the baseball stadium. Which is, sorry, I'll tell you, that's the Navy Yards area? That, well, yeah, Navy Yards area is where the baseball, baseball. stadium is and then right across the right across there's an area with a very uh, unappealing name called Buzzard Point um, because in the 1800 literally buzzards lived there um, sounds great but now there's a, a amazing new soccer stadium Audi Field that opened 20,000 seats um, and there's going to be a lot of development around there uh, around the soccer stadium and then of course the wharf with its three hotels 25 plus restaurants great concert venues an amazing space for outdoor activity on the water. It's spectacular and it's it's well overdue and it's a great opportunity for us to reclaim our, water, our, 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 our waterways, especially the two rivers that we have in the area. And then as you look at the Kennedy Center and the Reach, which is the new component of the Kennedy Center, which opens just in a few weeks, right, right on the Potomac River, we're really excited about the new product and all the development in the city. It is exciting, and, and anytime you meet here, this is you're following in footsteps, the, the the beginning of America's history. That's an important thing to remember too. Absolutely, with a interesting international flair, based on the fact that, of course, Washington was uh, planned by the French, Pierre Lafont. So, as you're looking at a city like Washington, a world-class city in in America. I love when the international community comes here and they, they make references to how similar we are to some of the European destinations and, and some of the glamorous cities in Europe uh, that, that folks tr visit on a regular basis. So you get all that in Washington and the, the value add, of course, is that there's so many free things to see and do in Washington, which is, which is amazing and unique.
Absolutely. And now you're able to take all of that experience and knowledge and move this into your other major role at the moment, National Chair for the U.S. Travel Association. You joined that board with uh, Mike Dominguez from MGM, who we all know and love, and Cassandra Matei from Visit San Antonio. Yes. And so looking as you've just underway with this role, what are some of the opportunities and some of the challenges that you're looking at for uh, national tourism here in the U.S.? Well, I think the key thing for us as we look at the role of USTA is they're, they're looking um, to make sure that the, the, the essence of travel into the United States is made easier um, through anything and every, anything from the visa process, um, you know, 10 years ago before the last administration, we heard horror stories about folks standing in line for hours, maybe yes. waiting over 100 plus days just to get a, a uh, interview for a visa. Um, there's no easier way to deter an individual from wanting to travel to your country than to make it difficult for them to get the the, exactly. the credentials. Right. So that was changed in the, with the last administration, but that's something in which we continue to focus on. We need to make sure that international visitors uh, understand the importance of safety in terms of them coming into the U.S. and, of course, Washingtonians and U.S. citizens feeling safe uh, with folks coming into the city. Uh, into the country, but also to make sure that we look at the economic impact of travel um, and what it does for the U.S. economy. You know, you when you if you go on Capitol Hill and you start asking about the automotive industry, I can assure you a lot of folks, even those outside of Michigan, can can attest to how important uh, the auto automotive industry is to the U.S. and Absolutely. to our economy. Right. But then you think about the hospitality industry and the huge economic impact that this industry has on America, and it's not perceived in the same way. So the U.S. Travel Association, along with Brand USA, is making sure that we're telling the story of the importance of uh, travel and the importance of creating jobs. For Washington, D.C., it's to the tune of 75,000 jobs, uh, to the tune of $860 million of taxes that are generated by visitors to the city. So we're looking at everything from travel into the U.S., making sure that Brand USA has its authorization because we need to promote the U.S. Uh, as we've been doing for the last nine years through the U.S. Travelers, uh, through Brian USA and U.S. Travel Association lobbying for them to actually exist, as well as all the other vital aspects of travel into the United States. So the U.S. Travel Association plays a huge role in all those specific areas. Um, and, and then we're looking at the health of the industry uh, through diversity and inclusion. Right. The fact that um, as you're looking at um, who we're hiring today, by the year 2020, we know that the largest part of the workforce will be millennials. Uh, you know, 30 years ago or 20 years ago in this industry, you did not see a lot of diversity in C-suite positions. Right. We're wanting to make sure that we are positioning this industry as as a lucrative opportunity in the same way that people look at medicine and engineering and other uh, key opportunities within with, uh, within uh, employment. So USTA, very vital to our role in terms of attracting visitation to the United States, as well as to Washington, D.C. It's, it's the corollary there, of course, is uh, the Meetings Means Business initiative, where there was a necessary uh, need to change negative perception. Meetings were bad in the wake of the meltdown and AIG and a few others. That's been a very successful program. Well, travel means business, too. And in its fundamental essence, travel is bringing people together from around the world ultimately the table and music, these things bring us together. But I like this piece about awareness building around the synergies, the economic synergies 
airlines, hotels, meetings, it all goes together in one virtuous whole. You're absolutely right. And the members of the U.S. Travel Association represent all of those individual disciplines of hospitality simply because we all have to work together. Want to make sure that folks that are down the street from me here on Capitol Hill understand the importance of this industry um, and want to protect the industry. I mean, as you look at what happened in 2009 after an uh, uh, unfortunate incident of uh, a, a government meeting taking place in Vegas, and then all of a sudden a comment that was made that, you know, I shouldn't take meetings to Vegas. The economic impact there, you saw an increase in foreclosures and housing. You saw an increase in folks going on public assistance because they right. had, the, the entire economy is based on tourism and hospitality in a city like Las Vegas. Uh, and you and, and the, the ripple effect was so detrimental and so immediate that it was important that the U.S. Travel Association and our industry rally to get our stakeholders to understand the importance of meetings, the types of jobs that are created. Some people will say, yeah, you're creating jobs that don't pay a lot. Uh, and, you know, where, but that's the reality is you're creating jobs at all levels. So perhaps you have a percentage of your your community that's that have very few skills and a new hotel opens and they're hiring 1,200 people and suddenly yes. you're able to employ people because you're giving them on-the-job training and now all of a sudden they're off of public assistance and other things in which we have to pay for one way or the other. So the, the great thing about this industry is that it creates jobs at all levels and it creates jobs very quickly. A, a, a great marketing campaign, which I like to think we do on a regular basis here in Washington, can render a return on investment within three to six months because people are making uh, plans to travel within a shorter period of time. So yes. that's the importance and the impact of travel, and that's what the U.S. Travel Association focuses on. And as an economic development organization, which is exactly what we are, we capitalize it, uh, capitalize on it on behalf of Washington uh, to make sure that we're bringing more and more visitors to the city that we all benefit from as, as residents of the city. Maybe that's the best place to put it, Elliot, is at the human level. You, you just add your 75,000 people here, the 300 plus thousand in Las Vegas. I remember in the wake of the festival shooting in Las Vegas, I was there, I think we all were for IMAX just a few days later, and the theme was um, come and be here because a lot of people depend on you to be here. That's the difference, and that's what hospitality is. That's exactly what hospitality is, and you know, ironically, that day I was flying out to Ghana, I believe it was on a Sunday, arrived on a Monday, and then all of a sudden the entire conversation uh, you know, goes back to safety in America and all the other variables. And, and um, you know, we, as we're talking to travel agents about travel to America, but you're also dealing with issues like that, IMEX gave us an opportunity to go to Vegas just a few months later and focus on the importance of, of travel, the importance of safety, um, and as well as some other things. But it's, you know, the this industry and travel is what brings people together. And I can go on and on and on about the importance of travel and, and bringing down stereotypes and dispelling issues with people of different cultures understanding each other. And that's the uniqueness of this industry, and that's why it's so important for so many different reasons. Agreed. I mean, you can't really... It sounds simple, you can't overstate it, but this is the good side of life, bringing people together, good people doing good things for good outcomes. For good outcomes, learning about our differences yeah. uh, and embracing the likenesses that perhaps you may not see on the outside looking in. You know, as you referenced earlier, every single day somewhere in the world, Washington is, you know, either on BBC, CNN, or something else, um, 
that is, and I say Washington, but Capitol Hill. Right. So, you know, we, we deal with that perception that, you know, anything that, that a country may perceive as negative happening in America, it's happening in Washington, D.C. And so a lot of our marketing has to be tied towards not necessarily separating ourselves from Capitol Hill, but the reality is, you know, this is more than the Capitol, the U.S., the, the, you know, it's, it's more than just a government imprint on our destination. Right. Uh, and we are a viable and unique destination that have so many things to offer to visitors that we want to expose them to on a regular basis. Um, and the nice thing about it is that it's such a melting pot for so many different nationalities with 189 embassies in our backyard yard and so many unique events like Passport DC, which we're um, finishing up this weekend in Washington. It just gives you a chance to truly understand uh, different cultural, dif- the cultural differences and like I like to say, the likenesses um, that exist within the global community. Travel does that, Washington does it, we like to think as a destination. And, um, and we, love, we love to see the international footprint um, as, as folks are looking at coming to our city. Yeah, profound responsibility, profound opportunity, and in each case, leading this organization and as chair, the, the right leader for the job. So thank you very well, thank much. Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I wish you all the very best going forward, Elliot. Thank you kindly. Thank you for your time. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. Check out the podcast section on the meetings to, on meetingstoday.com for a wealth of other broadcasts featuring some of the dynamic personalities and thought leaders in the meetings industry.